Die stem van die kaap, 91.3 FM Stereo. 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 Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh The 10am Express I'm your host Yasmina Peterson Just before the ad break I was giving you a synopsis of Jews 3 That was recited this morning By Sheikh Hamishari Al-Afasi But as promised I also did say that we will be focusing On child safety awareness And also looking at how you can prevent Your child from maybe going missing Or irrespective of whether it is That you are going to a mall Or whether you are going to the beach How you can prevent your child from you know drowning and also how you can keep your child safe. Speaking to us more on this as well as the organization, we do have Executive Director of Childline Western Cape, Mrs. Ricky J. Fransman in studio with us this morning. Ricky, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing this morning, I'm Ricky? I'm very well, thank you. Good. So, Ricky, we are speaking about child safety awareness that is the hype within yes. the season and that is the high tide, not speaking about the beaches or so, but speaking about where your child is concerned. Yes. But first of all, before we get into those child safety methods and the steps and so forth, speak to us about your organization and the services that it offers. So Childline Western Cape is part of a national organization, um, Childline South Africa, and so we have a Childline office in every province and we are very well known for our toll-free crisis line. But, of course, we've evolved over the years. So in the Western Cape, we've been around since 1995 and started off with our crisis line, which we still offer. But our services have expanded quite extensively in that we focus on sexual abuse, rape, and trauma as well as bereavement. Um, We offer face-to-face counselling for children under the age of 18 and we run groups, support groups for children who are survivors. We have a project called the Child Witness Project where we offer services preparing children for court in five sexual offences court in Cape Town and then we do a lot of work in schools and in communities um, in empowering and in informing both adults and children, community members, professionals around the issue of children and child protection. Lovely. That's quite a lot of service that you have offered there as well as what the Childline Western Cape is doing. Now, the obvious question, Nikki, are children safe in South Africa? I think when you look at the media and read what's mm-hmm. happening, um, it's clear that children are not as safe as they should be. Um, one of the, th- the things that we've seen as an organization is that there's often a lot of talk about strange danger, mm-hmm. but we've seen a shift away from where perpetrators are strangers but are actually known to children. And so, you know, as adults, it's our responsibility to take care of children and to ensure their safety. And they certainly 
has been and needs to continue to be an increase in ensuring the safety of children. Ricky, you mentioned that you work a lot in schools as well as, um, you know, doing a lot of services for children. What are the age groups that you guys cover? So we work with uh, children up until 17 years old. Mm. Um, In terms of our school programs, which we call our prevention and early intervention programs, we work from early childhood development, so in ECD centers right through to high school. And our programs are very interactive and tailor-made to be age-appropriate for those children. You mentioned strange danger. That's probably like telling your child not to go for strangers or don't take sweets from just strangers or anything to that effect. But now you're working with maybe a 17-year-old. They already know, okay, that's a stranger and whatever. What would you, how would you combat that? How would you? So... One of the big things as an organization that we really encourage between parents and caregivers and children is communication. Mm -hmm. Because we find that the more open a relationship parents and caregivers have with their children, the more comfortable children will feel to come and talk to them. And so we find, particularly with an older teenager, you know, that if they feel that they have a safe space to come and talk to somebody, that they will be more open to communicate with when they are at risk. Um, They know the knowledge, they know the facts many times around, like you say, you know, not um, engaging with strangers, Mm -hmm. but they are teenagers, you know, they are exploring, they're finding themselves, they're developing. And so there are times where they may put themselves at risk without them knowing it um, or, or, yeah, unknowingly. And so we really do encourage parents to have open lines of communication with with their children. Excellent. The voice there of uh, Ricky J. Fransman, the Executive Director of Childline Western Cape, speaking to us about child safety awareness. If you have any comments or you have any questions, send them through to 47913. That's the SMS. Alternatively, WhatsApp 072-238-0712. Now, Ricky, I want to get into the child rights. Do they have rights and what are those rights? Yes, sir. As much as adults, we as adults have rights, children have rights as well. And in our case, you'd find in Section 28 of the Bill of Rights, you'll find children's rights. And so they cover a range of of things, things like um, children have the right to family care. Mm -hmm. They have the right to appropriate care if, you know, they don't have the immediate family with them. They have the right to a family environment. They have the right to basic nutrition nutrition, basic health care, um, social services, they have the right to education, um, they have the right to be protected from maltreatment, from abuse, from neglect, those kinds of things. They shouldn't be, al- be required to work or to perform services that are not age appropriate. Um, they shouldn't be detained except as a last resort and if that is the case for the shortest time. So those kinds of things you'd find in, in children's rights. Ricky, with those rights that you mentioned, do you feel that it's important for a parent to tell their children what their rights are as a child? Definitely. I think we've grown up in a society where children are seen but not heard or or not engaged with and it can be quite scary you know Mm -hmm. as an adult where you you've grown up and you've kind of been told you're a child and 
you know you're not part of adult conversation yes but the more we engage with children the more we'll create a safe space for them and where they feel comfortable to come and talk to us about the issues that they find challenging you know or issues that they are faced with and so I definitely believe that children need to know what their rights are. Um, and of course, with those rights do come responsibilities as well. And so in engaging children around what their rights are, we are creating a better and a safer environment for children. As adults, we also need to action those rights and ensure that those rights are enforced for children. Lovely. You mentioned that you offer counseling. Is this online counseling or is this face-to-face counseling or So we have um, different platforms or different ways of offering counselling. We do offer face-to-face counselling for children um, under 18 years old, as I said, and we use different mediums of counselling. Then that that counselling is specifically with social workers at our organisation, and they'll work with children who are survivors of rape or sexual abuse, or they've been through a trauma and they need trauma debriefing or they've been through a bereavement and so need bereavement counselling. Then we have our toll-free crisis line and that line operates 24 hours a day um, where both adults and children can call in if they have any concerns around children's issues or if they suspect that possibly um, a child is being abused and it needs to be reported. Uh, they will phone in and we will do the necessary report to a statutory organization. Um, and, in, and just to clarify that as an organization, we are not a statutory organization. So mm-hmm. we don't go out and do investigations or remove children. We facilitate the process by reporting to a statutory organization. And then we have online counseling, which is offered through our national Um, our national office um, where children can access a different platform and so we don't find that online counselling is better or different, it's just a different platform Mm. Um, and we find that um, there are the older teenagers that that will access counselling through the online um, service. One of the other benefits of the online counselling is that it, it is accessible to deaf uh, children or mm-hmm. the deaf adults and so they are then able to engage with a counsellor and get the help and assistance that they need. Excellent. Ricky, you mentioned the crisis line. Is there a number or what is the crisis line? Yes, so our crisis line number, which is a national number, it's 08000 double five triple five and as I said it operates 24 hours a day nationally and we have trained counsellors on the crisis line who can assist callers who phone in. We do find that because it is a toll-free number there is a high volume Mm -hmm. of calls where children will phone in and test because at this time of the year you do find that very often kids are left alone. Yes. Um, Parents are out or they're working and there's no um, super vision at home and so children will phone in on the line and engage with our counsellors and we try to make that as positive an experience for the child as possible Um, and through our line we do have children that will phone in to disclose abuse or neglect and that they need assistance and so then we'll um, we'll connect them you know with the right organization um, with on our crisis line Lovely. Now, during the festive season, we've received reports of children being abducted or snatched from their families. And the latest incident is where a child was taken away from her grandmother while doing shopping 
in a mall. So how best can we assure that our child or our children are safe, especially during this holiday holiday period? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a very scary thing for anybody yes, to experience is. or even to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think it depends on the child and the age of the child as well. And so, you know, I spoke about earlier about communicating with mm-hmm. your children, and that should start from the word go, you know, um, children communicate in different ways. But I think one of the key things is that you're always aware of where your children are, um, that they're within sight, that you have rules when you go out, whether it be to a mall, to a public place where there are lots of people, to the beach, that you are always conscious. It's very easy to get distracted. You know, you in conversation uh, with somebody or you're out shopping, that kind of thing. But it's really important that you also make sure that your child knows they need to be able to see you at all times. Now, Ricky, I want to speak about child leash or children leashes. Yes. And I want to open this up to the community as to what their thoughts are. 47913, alternatively 072-238-0712. I've seen this quite often where mm. parents will tie up their child and they'll have like, you know, a leash-like effect. Mm. And this is this prevents them from running around, especially if the child is hyperactive. What is your thoughts on that, Ricky? Do you think it's a good idea? I know that a lot of people will think that it is. However, some parents, I think they wouldn't feel comfortable um, putting on a leash on their child Mm. as it is associated to somewhat of an animal, though. They'd Mm. feel much more comfortable with holding a hand or so. But I think that holding a child's hand, you can easily get distracted, leave the child's hand to check something and your child is gone. Mm. What are your thoughts? I think given the, you know, the, the media kind of out there around what's happening with children. It really does depend on the parent Mm -hmm. and how they know their child behaves out in public. I know a few people that use leashes on their children and they really do that for safety reasons because they're very aware that their kids run off very quickly, you know, and so they have some form of control. Um, So I think if you feel that you are able to contain your child and to control your child when you're out in a public place, the choice really is up to you. But it is a measure that many parents use as a safety measure Mm -hmm. and rather do that than risk anything happening to their child. Exactly what you're saying. 47913, alternatively 072-238-0712. Now, can you please give us some safety tips for children? So, very broadly, mm-hmm. um, you know, at this time of year and through our crisis line, we do find, as I said, that, that children are left alone at home uh, for various reasons. Parents may not have leave or you know they they may be out themselves and so children are left alone so one of the things i'd i'd say to children is not to let people know that you are home alone Mm -hmm. if you are are home alone Um, also make sure that all doors and windows are locked and closed as a family if you go out and and maybe an older child comes back and they find that the door is open not to go inside rather go to your neighbor or go to an adult that you trust and get them to come home with you just to check that everything is okay um 
if you are alone at home and somebody knocks on the door, don't open the door, especially if you're not expecting somebody. And um, always have a contact number. What I would encourage parents to do if they have no choice but to leave children home alone is to have an in-case-of-emergency list so that if anything goes wrong or anything happens and the child needs to contact an adult, that they have access to that. And I'd put it up in a in a place that's easily accessible to the child. If your home is if you're fortunate enough to have armed response or whatever, teach your children where the panic buttons are. That's mm-hmm. something we've done with our our goals is to teach them, you know, where the panic buttons are. So if for any reason they feel unsafe, you know, that they, they can hit the panic button and armed response will be there. Um, also to for, for parents or caregivers to create an evacuation plan, you know, at home and to run through that with their children so that if anything happens, children do know how to get out of the house safely. Um, if necessary, they know where keys are, that kind of thing. And then something we also hear a lot about is fires at this time of yes, year, shack yes. fires at this mm-hmm. time of the year, that kind of thing. And so we know as children they like to experiment and they like to try new things because they're developing and they want to become independent. So I would also encourage parents to have rules around cooking and safety in the kitchen. Um, have a first aid kit at home and let children know how to use the most basic things in the first aid kit. But to have rules around cooking because you do want to bring prevent children being injured as far as possible and never let children cook on their own. Make sure Mm -hmm. there's an adult um, or an older sibling that's supervising um, that. Going out in malls or just going out with friends as children to always go out in groups and always make sure that the children in the group have adults' phone numbers and the parents of the children in the group have phone numbers of children so that they can check in on them. I would encourage parents to do that, to check in on them um, during the time that they're away and also that the the kids would check, kind of check in with their parents to let them know what's happening, where they are. Always know where your children are as far as possible. We do know that, you know, as teenagers wanting to be independent, they may want to go off somewhere on their own, but as far as possible to try and know where your children are at all times and then just with regard to abduction or potential abduction just for caregivers to know that there's no waiting period Mm -hmm. so if a child goes missing you can go and report that immediately to SAPS. Thank you so much Ricky we have come to the end of the program and thank you so much for sharing those tips with regards to child safety I wish you all of the best and goodbye for now. Thank you so much. The Voice of the Cape 91.3 91.3 FM Stereo.